0: Hey guys! I have a very special episode of the Music Is Win podcast today. I'll be interviewing and chatting with, and playing some guitar with Paul Reed Smith, that guy who has his name on the headstock of those guitars that I really like to play. We talked about a lot of awesome stuff from Paul's interest in cooking to his guitar influences, his new line of PRS SE models, how he approaches music theory and a whole bunch more that you've never heard out of Paul. I really encourage you to listen to the entire episode to truly get all of the awesome nuggets out of this thing. And of course, I want to thank the sponsor of the Music Is Win podcast, Audioblox, longtime friends of mine with over a 100,000 studio-quality sound clips, loops, effects, and more. So head on over to audioblox.com slash musiciswin. That's audioblocks. A-U-D-I-O, dot scom slash win to sign up for your free seven-day trial. And you can get all the stock audio you can imagine. And now, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Paul Reed Smith. Welcome to the first interview I've ever had on my very young podcast, The Music Is Win. Podcast, Paul.
1: First interview on a podcast ever. That's not true, is it?
0: This is the first of uh, of my podcast to do an interview.
1: Ah. And we're well,
0: doing congratulations. it. Congratulations. Full disclosure for everybody: we're actually appearing to be face to face on Skype, but we're filming each other, and we're actually just on the phone. So this is going to be an interesting, like when you when you play something on the guitar, I can't actually see you playing it. And same goes for me. Are we in tune? Let's find out.
1: I, mean, I think we are, yeah. yeah. Good. We're in tune. <laughs> We're
2: in tune.
0: Good. How
1: about this? <laughs> that
2: was it.
1: All, All right, right, I'm on.
0: Has there has there ever been a, a faceless jam session? Yes. It's happening right now. As,
1: as a very famous musician said, when's the last time we played together? Oh, yeah, tonight.
0: <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh... Again, Paul, thanks a lot for uh for taking some time out of your schedule to uh to chat with me today. Uh do you remember the first time we met?
1: Are you talking about all those jokes? Yeah,
0: that was the one. Uh
1: well, I do I, I remember every which which one did your did your crew like the best, which of those jokes? I think the
0: one that that hit home was the uh the one about the Bass player, you throw him his bass amplifier when he's yeah. do well, you throw a ocean. drowning
1: bass player his SVT top, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that one that one was cruel and savage, and uh, also no, it
1: wasn't. <laughs> what does the guy with the IQ of 68 say to the guy with the IQ of 72? Well, really? What kind of bass do you play? Oh,
0: okay. I don't think if you, you want told to go that cruel. One. That's cruel. Th- this is a <laughs> What, do, <laughs> what, is what a... do you
1: call people hang out with musicians? Drummers. Oh Didn't man. Sh-
0: uh, so, uh, Paul, I want to ask you, uh, since you are taking some time out of your schedule, as a musician, I've found at least that we don't really have normal day-to-day activities, and I imagine your day is different one day the next. But is there anything that you do every day, would you say, regarding, regarding music and
1: guitars? So... Yesterday was a very unusual day because I got to go see Jimmy Herring and John McLaughlin play from the stage. And John was at the top of his game and Jimmy was at the top of his game. And that's an unusual day for anybody. I took one of our employees who wanted to go, Jeff Moraldo, who does quality control here. And he got to stand on the stage and watch this whole thing, which he was just like counting the moments, you know. It was, that's not a usual day. Um, what as a usual day, get here at seven, go through my paperwork, figure out what I've got to do, uh, try to tend to the emergencies, try to tend to the long-term stuff. There are, uh, sheets on my desk about the exact specs for products that are going forward. There's stuff on my desk having to do with, um, what's going on with R&D, what's going on with the management of the company. Um, there's, uh, schedules for things like this. I do not have a normal day except I've got this place in my heart and I've got the industry in my bones and I want to do the right thing on a regular basis and make sure that my commitment to the people here and our customers is kept, which is I'm going to try to be fair to everybody here and I'm going to try to make sure that the customers get a guitar that they can play in the studio or live right out of the box that I haven't taken to a repair place. That's That's a consistent theme. And I try to take as good care of my family as possible. That is, and I'm cooking more because my wife now has a new business, so.
0: What's your favorite dish you've cooked lately?
1: Probably a bucatini pesto that I made from scratch.
0: Bucatini pesto. I know what pesto is, I don't know what's the first word. Lucatini
1: made. is really big pasta with a little teeny hole down the middle of it. It's a, the largest diameter pasta, and a round pasta that you can get that I'm aware of. Oh. It's not like rotini or, you know, uh panna pasta, but it's a big long spaghetti like thing that's huge. Is it like a manicotti? It's like imagine a regular thin spaghetti four times the diameter.
0: Okay. I'm gonna have to check I'm not Once I figure out how to spell it, I'll I'll Google it. Um, So don't ask me how to spell it. So, you you who had spoken about uh, a little earlier about just you just want to put a guitar in somebody's hand and not have them avoid going to a repair shop. I did a little uh, digging on some videos with you, and a theme that I noticed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you were kind of the repair guy before you were a guitar builder is that accurate
1: both yeah both
0: both okay so So i
1: make a guitar a month and i do repairs it was fascinating in the old shop that that i would have no repairs when i had a guitar to make and i'd have lots of repairs when there were no guitars to make it was almost like it was looked looked after by you know whatever entities are around you can't see. was a lot of synchronicity going on.
0: Did the two kind of work hand-in-hand hand when you were repairing? Did that give you ideas for oh, God, creating yes. guitars? and.
1: A guy, yeah, if you work on a, a bass and the truss rods don't work and that you didn't make, it makes you want to make the truss rod and your bass work. Uh, yeah. if, 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 the, uh, if the frets uh, cut you when you, you know, go up and down with your hand, you want to make sure that doesn't happen with a guitar that you make. Uh, if somebody, uh, didn't glue the frets in, which happens a lot and you're leveling the frets and they're moving while you're, while you're leveling them, you want to glue the frets in. So that doesn't happen. You know, of course, repair work teaches you so much about how to make a good guitar. There's no question about it. I mean, there were guitars in the eighties that if you didn't take the Floyd Rose nut off them, you couldn't adjust the truss rod. You couldn't get to the truss rod adjusting nut
0: sort of a related topic, what's the first thing that you play when you have a finished guitar, when you pick up a guitar in the factory or in a store? Do you have a go-to?
1: I'll do it right now. Let's do it. Good guitar. Ship it.
0: The first thing that I play, let's see if you can guess, since again, we're we're appearing to see each other, but we're actually over the phone. Let's see if you see if you can guess this chord.
1: That's the beginning of a lot of songs. That's not fair.
0: Oh no, it's not a song. What's the chord? big d chord i don't know oh yeah that's it so that actually worked out exactly how i wanted it to because it was this is a you know i do education so i'm always interested to hear how people find you know use their ear training and what you did it sounded like you were searching up the neck to find the root note yeah uh that you'd be surprised how many people try and just play a chord and play all their different chords before searching up that, uh, up that E string, and I just thought it was really interesting because some people will, like I said, find a chord. Others will search through. Uh, one of the most popular questions that I get is, how do I hear what a chord is? And so you let just me demonstrate let me tell you what I right heard.
1: There. What I heard was ones and fives. Okay. Yep. <laughs> You didn't put a two note in, which would be. And you're talking intervals. Three note in, which would be. You didn't put a minor in. You didn't put a seven in. All I heard was, which would be C,
2: B flat, G, F sharp. So, you were playing
1: ones and fives, I just needed to find the one and then the five was sitting there for the taking. I
0: like that. I like that approach. So When you say ones and fives, you're obviously talking about intervals. One,
1: two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh my god, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, flat three, flat five, flat six, major seven, Sharp one. Oh shit. Sharp Oops. one. I can say that in the podcast, right?
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> Anything you want, man.
1: Uh well did you like the sharp one? That's just nasty.
0: That that is a that's my favorite favorite interval there. Sharp one. Let's do this. Okay. you heard of that guy brian ewald
1: i uh, never heard of him don't like him
0: yeah well
1: look th- brian's our <laughs> brian's our our demonstrator why would i you ask me if the guy that i when i had to go play with a band in town i would go invade his gig so i'd get my hands warmed up why would you ask me if i know my friend it's i, I don't understand that yeah. is that part of podcasting
0: i think it's just a bad joke um, <laughs> what well, was funny over there, huh? Yeah, yeah. People over here. So, the reason I bring up Brian is because what we were just doing, that sharp one, that, uh, that interval, he actually appeared in a video at GitCon uh, on my channel, and he was demonstrating how he can actually make that sound good uh, using it in passing. And that video, because of Brian, I think has like 250,000 views at this point and climbing. So uh, the sharp one well, actually. Well,
1: let me try. Let me try.
0: It actually came in handy for once.
1: So let me try. I
0: just did it. I
1: know. There it was. I got away with it. I like major seventh better. Or flat five. Never mind, I'll shut up now.
0: Well, I I like that idea that you do uh, with the major seven, and I actually like replacing, so bending from the major seven to the root, so you hit the root, and then you hit the major seven right away and bend back up to that root. Something like this.
1: All right, I got it. That's it. So this is a internet jam session. I know. this is. Well, actually, actually, I felt more like a guitar lesson to me. I like that. Guitar player did a thing once where they advertised the hundred best ways to get a tone. And my friend went nuts. Ralph Perucci went nuts. He goes, Paul, I'm gonna kill him. I said, What's wrong? He said, They forgot to say take a lesson.
0: <laughs> oh, that that's that's like a zen, like an intangible way to get it. So did you ever see
1: a whole lot of love? He's stretching the note.
0: I actually noticed this about your guitar playing. I was watching some of your uh, interviews on YouTube. Your your solo guitar playing, it seems like it's pretty dynamic uh, as far as like I'm finding that I, I found myself leaning in sometimes when I'm watching you to hear what you're going to play next. Uh, so I was just wondering, like, w- who are some of your influences as a guitar player? You mentioned John McLaughlin. Well,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll imitate some people. How's that? Okay. So Carlos would be. Or. Or the Almond Brothers would be. do it with distortion you should be able to make it sound right without distortion right or richie blackmore be Back ago.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know how these people couldn't be influences, right? Or sure. e- even. <laughs> Most people don't play with their hands, but he played it with his hands. All this stuff is just fascinating to me. My favorite was... um, ZZ Top or... God, there are so many good bands. Just so many bands that had a sound that came from their hands and the way they played it. I just loved it all. I mean, Hendrix, it was all his stuff that he played. Just the beginning of Wind Cries Mary is stunning.
0: Well, uh, Wind Cries Mary is actually, when we were, ta- we were talking about first thing we play when we pick up a guitar, that actually might be the first song that I go to. Just that, that solo part, too, I remember was one of the first things that I learned to play with my fingers. And I don't yeah. think he, he actually plays it with his fingers, but the, just the little flourishes. That little line right there, um, just...
1: Very, very melodic. The whole tune was recorded in 20 minutes. There's a new book out about how he recorded it. The song was? The whole, all his studio sessions, there's a book out about it. Just came out. It's wonderful. Uh, when I went to Nashville, um, they basically... Uh, uh, Paul Allen handed me the book Uh-huh. the guitar player from Big and Rich he handed me the book he said well this is this something you need to read do you know
0: what the book is called
1: off, off something channels. like Jimi Hendrix all the recording sessions something simple
0: <laughs> so your influences you have listed there I would say because that was the reason I asked Paul is that was one of the biggest uh, the most requested questions because I put a little poll out across social media when I found out I was going to be able to talk to you for some time
1: well there's another one. What about James Brown? And Popcorn was the theme song of the radio in Annapolis on WANN.
0: Well when I think when I think James Brown, I think something like this. It's like my uh, my James Brown line.
1: What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing.
0: <laughs> Nothing. We just said that in unison. Hey, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Music is Win podcast so far. I know I am. I want to take a short break to tell you about the sponsor of the show, Audio Blocks, where you can get unlimited downloads from over 100,000 studio-quality audio clips, loops, music tracks, and sound effects with a subscription. All the content is royalty-free, so you can use it for commercial, and personal projects, and new clips are added regularly, so there's always something fresh to download. Guess what? I'm going to give you seven days free of Audioblocks, so you can try it out and explore their massive audio library for free. So head on over to audioblocks.com slash musiciswin. That's Audioblocks. A-U-D-I-O-B-L-O-C-K-S dot com slash musiciswin to sign up for a free seven-day trial and get all the stock audio you can imagine. And now, back to Paul. Uh, so I have uh, another question for you, Paul. Uh, and this is actually, I have to thank you for uh, for making such cool inlays on your guitars because I think one of the, one of the first things that I had to do uh, when I was trying to figure out how to break into YouTube was how am I going to stand out? And I think using your guitars as kind of, you know, it it wasn't a branding move, but it was just like, people have other styles of guitars, and they call, all kind of blend together after a while. But pushing out these guitars, especially the inlays and just the kind of PRS shape and, and vibe to them, uh, I think has been really instrumental for recognition uh, on my side. Uh, and a lot of people want to know what the, the story is about the bird inlays. My
1: mother was a bird watcher. That's easy. Oh really? So I never thought about it. Yeah, we when we used to go to the Smithsonian Institution downtown DC, they used to rent records, and you could rent bird song records, and my mother would take them out of the record library just like you take a book out of the library, and we go home and listen to them. I, it, it was I didn't even thought about it. It was just the way it was. My mother was a bird watcher, and was deeply ingrained in us. I never even thought about it. What surprised the shit out of me was that. Everybody wanted birds on their guitar. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought the moons would be three-quarters of the orders, and once in a while, somebody would want the bird inlays. I had no <laughs> idea that was going to catch on. And my phone is loaded with pictures of people that have tattooed them on themselves. I just The only way I can honor it when I'm at a clinic is somebody pulls their arm out. It's full of birds. <laughs> well, don't move. And I start taking pictures. I mean, you know, what else can I do? That's pretty I, cool. it's, it's, an, you know, it's an honor what they're doing. Just, I mean, I never thought, especially the hollow birds, the jaybirds, people love them, man. They're tattooing them all over their bodies. I don't have a tattoo, but it's a thing, with, with, especially with the younger generation. It's very part of the culture.
0: What's the, uh, what's the weirdest place you've seen one of your bird inlays tattooed?
1: Right down the middle of somebody's back.
0: <laughs> like a big one? How big are we no, talking? about?
1: the whole string of them right down this woman's back. Wow. It's on our website.
0: So I have a couple of other questions from people here. Christopher wants to know where does the inspiration for uh, some of your more diverse models come from? So I consider the custom 24 like the staple PRS. Uh, but what about guitars like the Mira, Starla, Vela? Where do you get those those ideas? Is it do you draw? Get the, well, the uh, Vela
1: came from Jim Cullen, who's our head of sales here in the U.S. He was driving that bus. He thought there was something there. And when we did the reclaimed wood ones, they really got a mark into the industry with the reclaimed wood. The custom was what I started with a long time ago. Um, 594s were selling as many customs, uh, for 594s as we are customs now. So that's going very well. Um, oh, yeah. So there's a Chris Robertson sitting here. Um, Chris is a great player. He's so proud of this. He's just coming unglued that he's got this guitar out. So
0: that, that one you just mentioned, that's one of the new SEs,
1: right? Yes. Well, no, this is a, yeah, it's an SE. You're right, yeah. Uh, Problem with it is it's so nice. It looks like a core guitar. It looks like, I mean, this guitar looks like it was made in here in Maryland. I mean, it's just stunning guitar. I'm looking at it going, it's almost hard for me to believe it's an SE. It's great. He's happy. Here, I'll I'll plug the guitar in. Look, you know, I haven't plugged this guitar in. I'll do it right in front of you, right?
0: All right, let's do it. I'm looking right now at the new SE. You know, I see the multi foil here. I see the seven.
1: Listen, I've got it off, and listen.
0: That baby's ringing.
1: sound a guitar there's nothing wrong with that right out of the
0: box what is the can you tell me a little bit about uh that guitar in your hands
1: what does it mean to you first of all it means that somebody got their money's worth somebody likes this guitar picked it up and could use it the rest of their life they got their money's worth if you could play gigs on this and you could play in the studio with us and you could do your job with us and this guitar is as good or better than anything you own for the money we're charging for it, we did our job. These are tools to do a job. When the toaster toasts the bread more on one side than the other, it pops out early or it burns it or whatever, the toaster's not doing its job. I want the guitar to do its job.
0: I like that philosophy. The guitar is
1: just a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a art tool. It's a get out of pain free card tool. If you're sitting on the couch with a guitar you love, you're in no pain, when you put it away, there's no hangover, it's a great drug. I'm, I wanna put that Quote on like a
0: poster or something. All right, put it on a poster. All right, I'm gonna do uh, that.
1: Wh- whatever I just, however I just said it was probably
0: we have we have it on tape now, so I'll, well, I'll be able to go uh, back. You know, and find I've it. said
1: a lot of things on tape I regret, but maybe that one's good. <laughs> Hopefully, nothing on this. Paul's promoting drugs now. now. I know I'm not. No,
0: mad. no, I'll I'll make sure not to snip it out and and frame you.
1: Look, it will, if whatever you want to do is fine with me. It's an open season. Don't worry about it. One of the
0: one of the biggest questions, another one, Paul, that I got was people who are asking about affordability uh, without sacrificing quality, which obviously that's your your primary goal with this SE line. You said you couldn't even really tell it difference from like a core model. So what you're telling me is you can get a PRS an SE model and feel very, very confident that you didn't waste a
1: dime. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But in the end, you better decide with your own experience and by the way, a pedal ain't going to fix a bad sounding guitar. That ain't the way it works. This whole idea that it, I'll just buy a pedal and it'll fix it. I just don't buy it I mean I like pedals. I have a pedal collection. I like making new sounds. I love the whole thing, but the guitar should should ring
0: I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've told you what guitar I'm holding let's see if uh let's see if you're' that, not senses. Fair.
1: That's not fair.
0: Here, I'm not even going to plug it in. What do you think?
1: Uh, Custom 24
0: Paizo. Oh, you got the Custom 24. It's a Floyd. Custom 24 Floyd. That was close. You were very close I, I was surprised there was a lot of choices you could have gone there <laughs> what what guitars do you have next to you uh, from that from the new se line other than the Chris Robertson one any of them?
1: There's a zebra wood one sitting here ooh yeah yeah
0: can you can you pick that one up ooh I like the ooh yeah yeah part What's the story with this with this zebra wood What does that mean? What does that mean to somebody who doesn't
1: It's the name of the wood when they cut the tree and dry it they call it zebra wood. It could have been called Powell Wood. I don't know. It's a beautiful guitar. This is a good sounding guitar, and it plays good. So what do I think about it? It feels yeah, like a guitar. It? I, get, I, I could play at a gig. Um, uh, to me, does it play? Does it make a sound? Does it feel nice? If I plugged it in, could I play music? Could I? Would it, would it be anything sharp hurting me when I was strumming it? Does it sustain? There's your flat five.
0: There we go.
1: Major seventh. Flat six. Flat seven. That would be major seventh again. I'm sorry, the guitar makes a noise. I like it.
0: Now, Paul, the way you were talking out loud—is that how you uh, think about playing guitar in your head, like when? You're no,
1: I was thinking this is a tune I just wrote that sounds like a, uh, something out of a um, Kill Bill kind of uh, West Spaghetti Western uh, thing. You know? Yeah. I'm thinking melody. I hear you. But when I wrote it, I thought, well, let's go to the flat five. I did think that. Okay. But it wasn't all numbers. I was listening to the sound of it. But trying to figure out how to go. I knew I was going to the major seventh against a minor A. I knew I was going there.
0: How did you learn music theory? Was it just picked nah, by, up off the by, cuff?
1: By, by, by complete learning it from other musicians. My wife is calling, and I love her very much. Hold on a second. Okay. Hi, Paigey. Can I call you back? That's my wife, everybody. She's the best. There Behind you go. Behind great
0: man is an even better woman, right?
1: Look, I have a rule. I take messages from my wife and kids no matter what I'm doing.
0: I, that's a fine rule with me. So, you were, you were talking about music theory. You, you picked it up off of
1: other musicians, or picked it up being taught, Pick, picked it up from wanting to be in the club and be a musician. I, I, I didn't, I was taught it in school, but it never sunk in until I got taught by the other musicians. Right. Learning by doing, learning by getting taught. I had a guitar teacher. Look, I, I, I'll give you an example, okay? Okay. I was working on a G chord, and I spent four hours trying to find out what the right G chord was for the tune. And I couldn't find the note. And I called my guitar teacher, Ralph, and he, I, I said, I can't find them And He says, Paul, there are only 12. Try them all. <laughs> so it's G with this note in it. It's this note. That note. This note. That note. The suspended note. Flat five. Five. Flat six. Seven. I mean yeah, six, seven, major seventh. I found the note within a minute. There's only twelve try them all.
0: Pretty good. I think so. Are you playing your guitar right now with no volume on the amp?
1: I'm not plugged in.
0: Yeah. See, this is something that's interesting about you, Paul, that I've noticed. uh, You you really kind of feel the guitar, and it's it's especially uh, interesting that it's an electric guitar. Is that a conscious effort, or do you just is that how you analyze the uh, the sound?
1: I don't think you can play beautifully distorted unless you can play beautifully clean. So I'll I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? Okay. Here, let me just plug uh, this guitar that's sitting here in, and I'll make the amp really distorted, and I'll show you the difference, okay? Gotcha. So if I'm going to go... I'm doing exactly the same thing. When I learned all these guitar lux, when I was learning them when I was young, I did it clean as a whistle without an amp. I was sitting in front of the record player without an amp trying to learn the part. If you can't play it without an amp, you can't play it because the amp doesn't fix anything. Um, the amp is uh, will make it worse, actually.
0: let me let me see if I can put that into practice. Let me try it. Hey, you're right. You can't actually hide behind anything if you can't play it.
1: You gotta play it. You gotta play it right.
0: So, there, so, Paul, what you're telling me is there's no plans to create any kind of talent simulator stomp box from PRS in the future?
1: I want to say something so smart ass to that, and I can't find it. So, Come on. I have to go through all my calls. <laughs> setting you notes up, knocking out of the, the park. Answer. <laughs> Look, I saw Jimmy Herring play last night. At one point, the band stopped, and his meter was unbelievable. And I was just like, wow. I turned to somebody and said, listen to his meter. And, and, and the guy next to me said, wow. Because he didn't need the drummer. It was perfect time without the drummer. That's important.
0: Well, Paul, you told me, uh, I don't know if you remember the, the last time we met at NAMM, you told me the most important pieces of music are rhythm, harmony, and melody, but by far rhythm is the foundation that I, if you I
1: agree. don't have the other two. You take somebody who knows melody and harmony with bad rhythm, they don't work. You take somebody with good rhythm and good harmony, no melody, they work. I think that's
0: exactly how you said it in the last video. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so at least I'm consistent.
0: Hopefully I'll get to see you at Nam in winter, and I'll be at the, uh, the PRS event next summer.
1: I've really enjoyed this today. I hope that uh, your viewers enjoy this thing. I hope that I've been some sort of uh... lightning rod for some new thought look in the end i'm just being me i'm just saying what i think it's stream of consciousness for me but in the end i do very much care that the guitars are right uh, and people are treated well those things i i think are important
0: well thanks for being you paul because you make some kick-ass guitars it's
1: not just me there's two hundred sixty of us here
0: you you and the other two hundred sixty awesome people over there PRS. later
1: thank you very much see you
0: see you later man thank you well there you have it the definitive paul reed smith interview if i do say so myself thank you so much for listening and or watching you can find the music is win podcast on itunes or of course on my youtube channel in video format i'd like to thank paul for taking some time to chat with me And thanks a lot to Gene, Hunter, and Andrew from PRS for making the whole thing happen. Make sure you guys check out PRSGuitars.com for all your tonal aspirations regarding the guitar. I am obviously a huge fan of PRS, but I feel obligated to tell you this was not any kind of paid interview or any kind of advertisement this was just a couple dudes talking about music and guitars so i hope you enjoyed it again thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the music is win podcast and i'll see you next monday